Hello and a very warm welcome to the Christmas 2019 edition of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast. It's Stuart Baird here. We're broadcasting to you live across Facebook, Twitter and Podbean for the next 90 minutes. I'm joined by my usual co-host John Hassel, but also Nick Twig, who joined us back on Podcast 11. I'm sure you all remember PC Nick and his wonderful insights into uh, his job on a daily basis on the motorway system. Uh, we have an absolutely stunning lineup for you this month. I'm sure you'll, um, you'll agree with that. A very festive extravaganza. Is that right, John? It certainly is, Stuart. We have three main topics this month, and two of them are very close to my heart. First up, we were talking about the M74 from Junctions 9 to 12, or Drafan to Millbank, if you prefer to use their names. Next up, it's the M898 as we celebrate its 39th birthday this month, and we finish up with a new feature on Scottish motorways, starting with the A823M in Fife. What else do we have, Nick? Interrogation, John. Lots of interrogation. <laughs> That's because we're asking you guys, our wonderful listeners, to submit questions throughout the podcast. We'll be answering them at regular intervals to get thinking. We also have answers to some questions submitted in advance. And finally, Stuart has dusted off some rare items in the archives and we'll be talking about them too. Yeah, that's right, Nick. We'll be talking about them as we go through various topics, uh, especially the ones close to John's heart. Uh, <laughs> I'm also delighted to say we have our resident expert, David Treasurer, here in the background, helping to make sure that this all goes to plan and make sure that I don't press any of the wrong buttons. So hello to David. <laughs> we hear you there, but I'm sure you're delighted to be here. So hopefully this new technology that we're trying out here will help and won't sound too much different to normal. Yep. Anyway, John, before we get into this, uh, how was Texas? Texas was wonderful. It was hot, hot and hot, even in November and December. Yeah. How, how were the roads? Fantastic. Well, that was the reason I went there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> but no, the, the roads were absolutely wonderful. I mean, you know, they've got more carriageways than we've got lanes on some of the roads here. Yeah, I, I could believe that. Now, next month, you're going to be telling us all about that. All so about, I'm not going to make any spoilers Yeah, so don't, don't give us any spoilers. We'll, we'll come back to that in January, and we do look forward to hearing that. Nick, what about you? What have you been doing? Not an awful lot. Working, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, doing what I normally do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that keeps you very busy, especially at this time of the year. <laughs> um, nah, you're set for Christmas, though. No. No. Oh, no. Well, that, 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 not, makes, that makes two of us. Not, not in the slightest. <laughs> I think we'll start my shop on the 24th of December. I'll yeah. start early this year. And Johnny, you all set for Christmas? Actually, I am. Well, that's not so bad. I, I, I eat kind of am I, as well. So that's, I, well, I think that's I am, which is a bad thing. But, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, then. Well, let's uh, let's get into the main the main event here. So, yeah. John, we're going to start on that M74 uh, Junction 9 to 12 project. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of these projects that I seem to know quite a bit about oh yes you focus on the the, the more exciting motorways and i i focus on the the drab dull ones in the middle of nowhere which is kind of what the m74 junction 9 to 12 is mm, a rural one all right so m74 junction 9 to junction 12 mm-hmm. that was the first m74 extension to come after the original hamilton bypass yep. which was opened in 1966 and 1968 mm-hmm. by the early 1970s um, there had been calls from some quarters to extend the motorway south. Um, there were bad accidents happening in Les Mahigo and Blackwood and in places like that. A Blackwood bypass had been completed only a few years before, which had dueled the A74 there. But a number of the junctions and things were at grade. There were crossing points in the Central Reserve and that kind of thing. And there was a lot of problems, particularly in Les Mahigo. I think there were a few dodgy turns. And as some people had interacted and, and on some of the photos that I'd posted over the last couple of weeks... Some people had commented on how difficult it was to turn at some of the junctions. So uh, that was one of the reasons why. So 1970s come along, they decide, right, okay, 
Let's extend them seventy four south. Yeah. But we're only going to go as far as Millbank, hmm. which is junction twelve that yeah. we know today. And I think there'd always been a climbing lane there. Um, at Douglas Road End, as it is to some people, uh, going up the hill. So they decided to extend the motorway south. Um, as usual, with a lot of Glasgow motorway projects, it took it a good few years to actually get moving. And it was 1984 before construction actually started. Now, we saw a continuation of the two-lane motorway, which already had been built between Lark Hall or Hamilton and, and, and Stonehouse at Junction 8. So they decided to continue it as two lane at that stage. Traffic flows weren't anywhere near us, you know, the sort of levels where they were thinking about, hmm, should this be three, three yeah. lane? Yeah, because that, that is something about it is two lane in each yeah. direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they decided to go ahead with that. They, they, they ultimately split it into two construction contracts. The first phase ran from junction nine to junction 10. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, junction 11. And then from junction 11 to junction 12. But there were three construction contracts and they ran nine to 10, 10 to 11 and 11 to 12. Now, the video that I posted last weekend, charting the construction uh, of the project, showed the middle section, and it was Norwest Holes, who were the, uh, the contractor in that. Monk were the contractor in the first bit. The first bit was kind of easy, because it was really just adding a hard shoulder onto a bit of dual carriageway that had already been built, with yeah. a bit of modification around about Blackwood. So, so what we call an online upgrade? Yeah, for, for, the first, for the first wee bit, yes. And then they decided to take it away from the A74 and build a completely new road. So everything you see down past West Mahego and uh, down towards Junction 11, uh, that was all built offline. So, yep. John, what do you know about this sort of project? Well, I, wanna, I, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the video that went up there because it was quite a long one. It was about an hour long, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the video was, was particularly good. See, see, especially me coming from a non-technical background and a non-road yeah. engineer and a planning background, gave me a, a lot of insight as to how they actually planned Mm-hmm. And, and carried out these upgrades they did I mean it's, it's quite educational if you're if somebody um, who's looking at particularly about the construction of concrete carriageways because you've mm-hmm. got to remember those sections of road were actually concrete yeah. uh, it's not the case anymore they were removed but it shows you how they uh, constructed that continuously reinforced concrete road mm-hmm. along there um, you know so if you're studying that kind of thing <laughs> it's a great video to watch well, probably my favourite part about the, the, the video is the opening ceremony mm-hmm. it's typically kind of you know um like our weather it's uh, it's set up on one of the carriageways and um it's absolutely rain it's smashing it down yeah. you know the rain and they're all there in this this small marquee and the bunting and everything and much fanfare about it we don't really have things like that anymore it's all a bit drab but uh, no, that drive through is open roads as soon as the roads open. Well, up. that's right. It's just everyone just gets to drive through. Yes, exactly. Sometimes even the police slowly let people onto the road. But no, back then it was it was this ceremony. Yeah, so. I think I think the last big one was the seventy four. Yeah, that was the, the M seventy four in Glasgow. That was uh, twenty eleven. Yeah, open. I remember the police done a kind of rolling block through that. So that's it. But no, I certainly don't remember this section between nine and twelve actually opening. No, the, but one of the best bits of the video that I'd seen was it was a, the concrete reinforced carriageway just as they were, were putting yeah. it along, and you seen the steel bars going in, yes. and then you seen lay the concrete down and flatten it out, mm-hmm. and then it just had this what best I can describe as a scraper machine that came along and just sort of scarred the concrete just so it gave that's, it better, that, that, better grip. That gives it better grip. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens. So, well, with these well the, the concrete carriageway was probably the most famous part of that whole mm. project. To be honest, I people mean, used but, to think there was something wrong with their car. Yeah, because, because it. it was so loud. I mean, I remember it, and I remember it getting removed as well. I, mean, I think it had a twenty-year life when it went in, so it lasted just about that. To be honest. Um, mm. You know, before it had to had to get ripped up and replaced, but there was a number of reasons I think why they chose concrete for there, probably to do with the ground conditions. That's usually the reason for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was cheap. My view is it was quite cheap. 
and although it bypassed Les Mahigo, I don't think it was particularly, it wasn't it a particularly exciting section of road? No. Would you agree with that? No, uh, yeah, but the, the, kind of the, the grander bits are certainly further south, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this is M74. Not A seventy four M. No, this is this is M seventy four. Let's let's get that cleared up. You know, so yeah. we're looking at these these sections here. Yeah, no, that's M seventy four all the way. Um, what other interesting facts and features do we have on that road? The bridge over what I know as the Blackwood Bypass, so just mm-hmm. north of Junction Nine, you'll see that the hard shoulders narrow as you go under there. Now, the reason for that is that bridge was built as part of the Blackwood Bypass only a few years before the motorway extension, mm-hmm, but right. they decided to retain it. There was no point in demolishing and building a new bridge just for the sake of a, a bit of hard shoulder. Yeah. So they kept that as it is. So keep an eye open for that feature. Mm-hmm. The other one is the bridge that goes under just south of Junction 8, or after the trees, you know, the split at Candor Moss where the, the trees are in the middle of them. Yeah, that's where it starts down yeah. there. Yep. So there's an underbridge. Excuse me. There's an underbridge that goes under there. That was widened as well to allow hard shoulder to go on it. So there was a couple of things retained there. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of construction, then it began in 1984, as we know. The first section, which was this junction nine to eleven, it opened in October 1986, mm-hmm. and it was followed on November 1987 by the section from eleven down to twelve, and it kept the A74. Uh, alongside as a sort of parallel distributor road for non-motorway traffic, obviously a lot of farm traffic and the like, and some local traffic as well that had to be kept for. So but they kept I it. I think that's the section where it, it was still kept as dual carriageway. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I think very recently, the council who are you know responsible for the road have changed one of the carriageways into a kind of a non-motorised u- yeah, user no, corridor. There is, there's now a cycleway on what used to be the southbound carriageway. Yeah. I remember being very excited at the fact of going to use the old dual carriageway, of course, <laughs> after after that and seeing it and kind of in this semi-abandoned sort of state, you know, but uh, now it's really only single carriageway. Yes, yes it is, but it's still there and there's still a few signs and, and things on the ground that, that identify what it used to be, mm-hmm. especially at the roundabouts at Junction 11. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of signs, I think, that have Lanark and, and things on it and that they're still signed as A74 for going south and things like that, just a few anomalies mm-hmm. that still exist. Uh, we actually have an opening booklet uh, that we were uh, given a couple of years ago and it was the same guy, Ian McNabb, um, who, mm-hmm. who, who follows us here, uh, donated that copy of the film. He also gave us some slides where some of those aerial photos came from uh, and an opening booklet uh, produced by Norwest Host and Strathclyde Region, which just gives you one or two facts and figures about it. We have one or two other objects and items and things from that project as well. There was a, an engineering visit to it, uh, specifically to see the concrete carriageway under construction. Again, obviously it was you know quite interesting to people. Uh-huh. So people came and saw the train, the, the concrete carriageway train or whatever it was called. Uh, you know, as well. I think mm-hmm. that was quite interesting about the video because the video gave you a voiceover when you were talking. When you were yeah. talking about it as well and explained what was happening. It wasn't just like a normal construction video. You're yeah. dumped in and expecting everything that's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, me, it was really helpful just to sit and, and watch and listen to what was happening. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, right, John, coming to you first. Then, mm-hmm. um, what do you think of that piece of road? As a driver making that long distance journey, coming back, you know, back up the road to Glasgow or going down south, I'm always thinking. When's the three lanes going to start? <laughs> in, ter- in terms of that, from an engineering point of view, no, it's fantastic. You know, that that's the only thing. But uh, re- really, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this section of road, and I know there's, there's you know, it's much wider when you get further to Glasgow, and then it's also wider south of that, is it's 
part of that two lane section. So that's often on my mind. I get HGVs overtaking each other at the, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. stuck behind this elephant race going up there. Yeah. Stuart, realistically, you know, is this a section that you think would benefit from an extra lane yes. or being widened? It would. Of course it would. And just have it so these two isolated three lane sections are actually joined up. Yeah. I think it's know? 12 miles or something. Or 12 miles between the end of the three lane at junction six and the yeah. start of it again at, uh, mm-hmm. at uh, junction 12. Um, yeah, I think it should be three lanes all the way through. It's a yeah. bottleneck. It's an obvious bottleneck. Not only that, but there's an obvious change in quality I mean, when I, you come off the auto link section and you come into the. Uh, that's right, because this section we're talking about is not really. It's not part of that same auto link. No, it wasn't. BBFO. Part of the it's it's, thing, it's yeah. nothing to do with that. You know, that's why it's M74. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly. It's all M74. Nick, what about you? What do you think of that section? <laughs> As you said, it's a bottleneck. Yeah. Um, it could be. It could be better as a three-lane section but the amount of money that it would cost to upgrade upgrade mm. that, that 12 miles you yes. said all together it's, it's either 12 or 18 i'm not sure it's some it's it's, it's, it's a long section it's a long section, it's a long section for what is just now just a, a little bit of bottleneck you know yeah. it's not something i'm going to spend an awful lot of cash on just to upgrade yeah, yeah. not yeah. that i can see anyway no mm-hmm. i mean i've written a note here to, to mention changes since construction uh obviously the concrete carriageway got, removed got ripped up mm-hmm. um there's a lot of there's a lot of section through the rock cutting there yeah. as well, through rock cutting and, and things like that that you see. Um, I think a, quite a bit of money was spent recently on a new barrier. There was mm-hmm. a barrier upgrade. The the viaduct, the Nethan viaduct, as we know it, though I think locally it might be known as the Mill Bridge at West Mahigo. Someone Someone's going to come on and, yeah. and, and say this to us now <laughs> if they're listening and they're some kind of M74 enthusiast. Yeah, so y- y- there's that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's had a lot of work done in it as well. I think it was painted at some point yeah. and... and, and had some stuff done so yeah so there's been a few changes but on the whole it's basically the same as it was when it opened 25 30 mm-hmm. over 30 years ago yeah and uh, the two the two sections but anyway i hope you enjoyed the film uh if there's anybody listening live who uh who watched it mm-hmm. and they want to tell us what they thought then please feel free to leave some comments we'll be happy to have those mm-hmm. uh david i think you should give us some background music here and we're going to start taking some questions uh i want to take some live questions um see if we'll get any coming in first we also have some questions that were submitted um, by people uh, I'm going to take the opportunity at this stage to give a shout out to Barry Mitchell um, apparently a big fan of this uh, podcast of ours um, his, uh, his partner got in touch and asked if we would give him a wee shout out so I've done that so Barry if you're listening either live or recorded I hope you've enjoyed it hi Barry um, okay so we've got a question here from Laura oh, Laura bought a calendar and I, I put it through her door personally by hand on a, a very wet Saturday night <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a service with a smile yeah, there exactly <laughs> right so Laura's asking then or she's saying sorry as a former HGV driver I used to hate it when the M74 dropped the two lanes heading north uh, and the many near accidents I've witnessed of people trying to force their way past when the outside lane drops yeah it's it's a nightmare for that, that it's, it's kind of the problem when you've got two lane motorway and coming up to three or dropping to three everywhere I, you know I think it happens quite frequently especially like the M77 southbounds where you get that three lane section where you're going up the hill and uh, you know, I know it's meant really for HGVs and climbing, yeah. but you still get cars doing their best to try and cut up as far as possible and then cut in. It, it's the same whenever you get to, you know, sections of the road where it comes to the end of a dual carriageway, mm-hmm. you know, and it goes back to single carriageway. Like, people are just desperate to get past. But it's yeah. funny what Laura's saying actually kind of corroborates my gripes with it, you know, these sections where, you know, you really can't get past. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so. Uh, John, I'm going to give you a question um, that came sure. in on Facebook from Robert Jennings. Oh, because now's a good time to ask this question. <laughs> um, Robert Jennings through Twitter uh, said, "A74M should become M74 to tidy things up." 
or make the whole thing M6. Discuss. <laughs> right. Okay. If you would have asked me this question, all right, about kind of 10, 15 years ago, I would have said M6. Mm-hmm. M6 it right the way through. Now, I know M6 is an English thing. Yep. You know, we've got to look at that. When was the M74 actually properly completed? So, we. 1999. But if we look at the, the section going through Glasgow, you know, where it finally does tie up. Oh, the completion. You mean, the completion, yeah, yeah. all the way. We're looking at 2011, and there was a Cumberland Gap, which is down south. It does make sense to have a continuous route number going all the way up. Yeah, and M6 ties to M8 much better than M64 ties to M8. And, uh-huh. you know, and that's And that's another, that was meant to be the case that was that was going up there. Well, 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 well. well. There's one more. I'm going to get rebuked <laughs> here, right? I, I want to say well just to join in. <laughs> well. There's one, there's right. one, one Scottish office document says that the route will be renumbered all the way to Glasgow as M6. There's another one that says it will be renumbered as M6 to Abington. See, I think that's even more preposterous because well, it's not really a kind of a, a, a big landmark point. You'd understand the M6 stopping at the border. Yeah, but bear in mind the intention you know? was that the Fastlink M7 motorway from Abington to Whitburn um, would have taken the that M7 number, so uh, it would have been M6, M7, and then your M74. I, I knew you had a that. card up your sleeve yeah. there. <laughs> that, was, that was the point. Do you know the thing is, though, and I said about answering this question a number of years ago, nowadays with sat-nav and things like that, people are probably not that concerned with the route number. They're just going to hammer it in the sat I want to go to Glasgow, you know? I've heard a lot of people wrongly, you know, actually say that, and you know they've said they've taken the M6 all the way up to Glasgow. I'm like, no, actually, you took the A74M and then M74 <laughs> and stuff like that. So the other thing is, um, may- maybe just a counterpoint to mine, Nick. I don't know how you feel about this, but what do you think? Is it is it maybe in the wrong zone? <sighs> the, the road numbering scheme itself makes sense. You know, right. The, the road you, you just they all they all start with a certain number because they start in a certain area yeah. and they run through that area so your 6 is from England heading up north as you say you've then got the 7 section yeah. which is why you get the 74 you've then get the 8 section which is the, the, the north and north east of Scotland right. uh, and then you get the 9 section um, which is your, your yeah. east yeah if, east. East, every, everything north very north you know <laughs> so it goes all the way up to A99 in so areas yeah <laughs> so the numbering system does make sense yeah from, it all fans out from London doesn't yeah. it so yeah so from from a top down perspective if yeah. you're in a helicopter it makes perfect sense but we're not in a helicopter so, no, when, you're, exactly. so when you're driving it again as you say so with sat navs and everything nowadays most folk mm-hmm. will just jump in the car if they're heading up from on the M6 mm-hmm. the next thing the, the next the first time they know that they're not on the M6 is when the sat nav is telling them follow the directions for the M74 to the M8. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's a bit difficult trying to explain road numbering and what direction mm-hmm. to take folk in. Yeah. But I, I think I think kind of people who are o- overly OCD about their their lines on a map and things being all I think they're they're the ones who'd love to see it M6. Mm-hmm. And I get that. John is asking um, John's asking on Facebook there what is the M7 to Whitburn? Uh, sorry, it would help if I held my microphone right <laughs> This is the only single-digit uh, motorway that doesn't actually exist. I mean, we have an M1, an M2, an M3, an M4, but we yeah. don't have an M7, so, so why? For John's, for John's benefit then on, on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. the M7 was going to be a motorway upgrade, offline upgrade of the A702, yeah. but joining the M8 at Junction 4. So it would have been Junction 4 to Junction 14. Yeah. Um, 14? 12? 12. 12, 12, 12 yeah. yeah, 12. Um, dual two or three. Yeah. There was a full design done, um, but, but it never got to the tender stage. See, see if you're coming up that section of the motorway, you know, you're coming up from me. Actually, signpost Edinburgh, you go off that way. Yeah, you do. You know, yeah, that's yeah. the signposted route to Edinburgh. Yeah. 
Okay. Do we have any other questions coming in live? Any comments or anything here that we, we could anything refer we to know? before we go back to the list of questions that we have? No? Okay, I'll take another one here from Stuart Armstrong on Twitter, mm-hmm. which asks, Offside merge with the M74 at Tradeston. How did they get away with that? Uh, Stuart was making the point that obviously there's offside lanes and merges and things uh, and, and slip roads on the M8, but there's that one at Tradeston coming on from Seaboard Street, uh, Scotland Street. No, Canoostie Street. Sorry. There are so many, I don't blame you for getting them confused. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to visualize an offside merge with M74 at Tradeston. Yeah. So I think... I so think the two lanes come over the M74 yeah. as you cross over the M8, and then as you hit the secondary carriageway, hmm. that lane comes on from Tradeston on the right-hand side. Yeah, um, I know the one you're yeah. talking about just there. I'm going to say that's probably because I, that was down to money and... It's and, actually... And, it's down to space. Yeah, in space, exactly. Uh, you, you, you know, to, to make everything go on the left there, you'd need another ramp coming over the top, yeah. you know? So that, that's why. And you have that secondary carriageway already there. Plus, it's also the primary flow of the traffic. Yeah. You're getting a lot more traffic coming in those two lanes than you do on that section. What about your experience, Nick, with that section and doing your work there? Is that a section? What do you, what do you feel about that? Is it safe? You're joining into what most motorists call the fast lane, which I absolutely hate people calling the fast lane. It's lane oh, it's four that they're joining into. Or three or whatever. Or three, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's... It's hoping that drivers have a sense of mind and know what lane to be in when they get on there. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of motorway drivers know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know when they get on. They know that they do have to merge and they have to move left. Yeah. Um, it does cause some frustration sometimes. You see that when people end up sitting in the mm-hmm. outside lane, lane three, lane four, mm-hmm. um, sitting below the speed limit and causing frustration for other road users. Yeah. Um, ideally, in a perfect world, we would mm-hmm. love to be able to you know tunnel under it and then bring on a, a, a near side on ramp if we mm-hmm. could. Yeah. But you've got that many on and off ramps at that small section because you've got the 74, the, the right. 8 secondary carriageway which then leads down onto the m77 southbound and then continues yeah. on to join the m8 carriage as well mm-hmm. it's glasgow. it would be a huge spaghetti it's so many roads not many yeah. you know not much room for anything else it's a glasgow motorway network right off the back it's how, <laughs> how much can we squeeze into this one small space and yeah. in the one area and it was it was kind of there and i think it see if you, the amazing thing is nick as a driver see if you look at the signs mm-hmm. they tell you what's happening with the lanes yeah you know coming up but as i said before if you're coming up the m74 and yes there's that that slip road that comes in on the right Mm -hmm. it's actually a lane game as well you know it's not a merge if you think about it going on that way so it's it's not going to create much conflict yeah merge was the wrong word to use yeah because it is an (laughs) an, a lane which appears if you like yeah like a a lane game yeah Yeah, as it's referred to in the business (laughs) (laughs) no that's this is and uh, that section we're 50 mile an hour, aren't we? We are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because you have traffic joining from the, the offside lane. Yeah. It's, it's trying to merge in. Yeah. Um, last time we were on, last time I was on the podcast, we spoke about that and spoke about mm. why the speed limits are like that. And yeah. it's because people are, you know, merging and they're trying to filter across and move across. Mm-hmm. And if you do go a little bit faster than that, it can sometimes become a bit dangerous for people not really anticipating or, or planning their drives properly. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that'll do the questions for the moment. Are you okay? You happy with that? I'm very content. Are you, Nick? I am. Yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. Let's move to topic two, John, because this one's yours, and you've got a lot of talk to do here. <sighs> this is the M898. Your favourite. <laughs> so this is the 39th anniversary, and I can't believe we're celebrating a 39th thing. I think I actually think that's fantastic. Uh, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about the M898. It was actually opened in 1970. Yeah. Because it, sections of this road, well, I'll describe where it is. It's, it's a southern approach road to the Erskine Bridge. For anyone who's who's listened to this from afar, it's actually one of our shortest motorways that we, we have in, in the United Kingdom. 
Um, the thing is, I, I, I have looked at the length, and there's some debate about how long the road is. So I've come up with my own way of measuring motorways. <laughs> so I'll give you some facts here. So the northbound main line, so that's from where the two lanes merge from the junction at Creighton to where it stops becoming the M898 and becomes the A898. Very important to note that the actual Erskine Bridge itself is not motorway. It's uh, it's a road. It's a road. Yeah, it's yeah. all-purpose road. Yeah, goes right, yeah. So um, the northbound main line is one thousand two hundred seventy-eight meters. Right. The southbound is one thousand one hundred twenty-two meters. Do you know the averages of that? I'll let you work that in your head just now, Stuart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yes. gone green. No, I'm only kidding. Um, I have got that as uh, twelve hundred. Okay, so, so tw- 1,200 metres long. It's 1,200 metres long. So I do believe in the United Kingdom, as a motorway that has just an M prefix... So I thought that was a political statement there. No, no, no. It, is, it, it just sounds <laughs> like a political <laughs> broadcast. Looked at each other like, oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Enough mockery. We'll get on with the M898. I'll, I'll make it painless. Uh, the shortest uh, motorway with just an, an, M, an M prefix prefix on it so it is the shortest yeah right what's the, the second do we know we that's up for debate right, to be okay. honest with you the problem i had with this is this these they're both motorways but you get them obviously with the a prefix so yeah. like i'm going to discuss the a23m you know so i've put them in a separate category because you can get some very short ones the shortest in scotland is actually the a8m bayliston swinton motorway and that oh, is of course that's only what 490 odd meters Oh, yeah, I yeah. know that yeah. because I surveyed it. That's true. When it opens. <laughs> uh, so that, that, what an honour, honestly. <laughs> anyway, back to the M898. Um, it, it starts life at the Creighton Junction. So that's the semi-directional junction. Yep. All of you know that as probably the Erskine Bridge Junction or Erskine mm-hmm. that you go there. And then it goes to uh, a junction within the, the, the intermediate junction between that and the Erskine Bridge is where you go down to Erskine Garden Centre and you can access uh-huh. Bishopton. Now, I call this junction spectacles interchange because that's what we call it in the business but its actual name is toll plaza interchange oh. wow wow what a fact and you know i know that it's in the it's in the opening david was awestruck by that fact <laughs> he's <laughs> nodding away yep. on it just so look I, I i like to talk about this road because it's my motorway i i, I live well near it to be honest without revealing where i am exactly well you've uh, got a new junction now that should be enough for you yes i know everyone's everyone's probably figuring this out but you know so i've got to I've got to stick up for the old girl absolutely i'm, I'm going to back you up with the m898 yeah. I, I used to work near there and i used to cover the, the yeah. m898 yeah. um and my role and yeah it's a, it's a very short section of motorway not completely void of danger because mm-hmm. of its length um, it doesn't have a hard shoulder. It's got two lanes. Uh, it's got lanes. some emergency laybys. It has the heading towards the M8. You've got one emergency layby on the left-hand side when it actually becomes a motorway. Yes. And then heading towards the Erskine Bridge. There isn't an emergency layby. No, you have an abload. Load yeah. Layby, which mm-hmm. is after the, the junction for the Erskine Garden Centre itself. Yeah. Heading from the M8 motorway onto um, or towards the Erskine Bridge, both of those slip roads essentially mm-hmm. come round bends so you're literally coming onto the motorway at a 70 mile stretch of road yeah without a hard shoulder and every now and then you know there'll be a car broken down on it, and it you've it, got to be very careful of that now nick i'm not sure if you're aware of this but we we, we discovered that actually the slip roads mm-hmm. at um that junction at creighton that go under the m8 and join the m8 uh-huh. were actually too lame well they you used to be able to overtake a lorry <laughs> going through there 
fantastic. I don't, yeah. Don't you think that's great? That, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That, that, that's He's shaking true, his yeah. head. It's about 20 years ago since he took it away. Yeah, we, but, yeah. we found the photos of that, didn't we, Stuart? Yeah. You know, how, and if you go onto our M898 page, you will see it. How wide were the lanes back then, though? Well, they're, uh, they're about three meters each. Well, they're a standard motorway. I don't think they're three point six five is your lane. No, no, nowadays, yeah. no. I don't no. think they were quite that. I don't know. They wouldn't have been. No. But that that made it fun. So, um, well, it, it's certainly handy having the single lanes as wide as that. It still allows us if we responded to something, we, You've we got can still strip. get and we can still get past cars. Mm. You know, it's not like one of those single lanes where the cars just stop and you. You're stuck behind them. Yeah. You can't really do anything. There's still plenty of room for people to move so that we can get past them. Yeah. I do have a criticism of that junction. I know it's a fully grade separated three level interchange, but it's tight and it does back up. It has limited capacity, especially when coming from the M898s going southbound yeah. onto the M8s uh, heading eastbound. Yeah. That does back up. I don't know if drivers can't get a bit hesitant. They don't want to have that full acceleration. You get people just kind of dawdling along there and then it all backs the whole thing up. But uh you know And then of course you've got all your, your wonderful drivers. Everyone <laughs> who likes to queue to join the M eights in a nice and orderly fashion. Yeah. And you get everyone else that likes to think they're going to Bishopton and then at the last minute think, oh no, I should, I should be I should be going eastbound. How'd that happen? <laughs> and indicate and then block up everything and uh, I've seen it. We've seen it all. We have seen it all. <laughs> Indeed. So, who designed that road, John? That what road was actually done as it was part of the. um, So this was. I will get to your question. Mm -hmm. It is part of the Bishopton Bypass Stage One. Yeah, which was actually the southern approach roads for the um, Erskine Bridge. Which, as I said earlier, the M eight nine eight was was kind of part about it but it opened in advance of that yeah about so. eight, just about six seven months before yeah that's right on those ones there so freeman fox done the bridge on the, yeah. this one here but the road was actually uh, it was also designed by freeman fox as well the contractor was watlings watlings on that one okay on that yeah. one there yeah so um 2.1 million at the time yeah. Bargain. Yeah. Uh, these yeah. days, well, the 2017 prices, as my notes are here, 29.8 million. That's, that's still quite expensive, isn't it? Just, I, just for that small section. Yeah, I, I suppose with the structures and everything that are in there and, 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 and so yeah. on. So yeah. that's just it. That would pull it up a bit, yeah. Yeah, there we go. December the 27th it opened. Why do roads always open really late in the year? Is it because everyone wants to get it done before the new year? And so, Yeah, that's a, a strange one. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. yeah. So Bishopton Bypass Stage 1 was, was as it was known as. Mm-hmm. And uh, before the Erskine Bridge opened, you just got kicked off down at the garden centre, which wasn't even open then. Yeah. Now, we have an opening booklet for this. And we do. For this project, which is the Erskine Bridge opening booklet. Mm-hmm. But the South Approach Roads are obviously part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a... That, that talks a bit... A wee bit about the mm-hmm. sort of design. The main structures at Craigton are really the main component of that mm-hmm. part of the project. Yeah, you, is that a semi-directional T? Semi-directional T. Yeah, yeah. semi-directional because you're leaving normally on the left. Mm-hmm. It's not fully directional where you'd be leaving on the right. Yeah, which is what we don't have here in the the yeah. UK. That sort of interchange. A, a few people might remember that there used to be a sign gantry on that road <laughs> uh, on the southbound side as you yeah, head towards hap- the junction. What happened to that? Hey, I, I demolished it. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> In a former in a former role, yeah. um, the gantry was removed. The, you know, uh, do you think? I mean, from from an engineering point of view, fantastic. Get rid of something that's unsafe, but do you not think maybe you know that's uh, just for the record, no one was suggesting that the gantry was not, unsafe. Not, John. not at all, but any, anything potentially <laughs> down the line. But what about advanced direction for motorists on the, that kind of section there? Do you think that could be signed better? Do you think there should be another gantry there? 
Um, I, I would put gantries anywhere. You know me. Mm. I, I'm a gantry fan. I would. I would. Uh, I would put gantries. You put gantries out in the street here, wouldn't you? Yeah. You... <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, signage wise, signage is always an issue mm. uh, at places like that where you've got one lane going one way and one lane going the other, and having people I in think, and I think a sim- and simple ADS with some, which they do have actually, advanced some direction white lining. with some lining to say, M8 Glasgow, M8 Greener, and that's why a gantry didn't go back. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's just it. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts you have on the roads, Jack? Um, I hate that junction. I hate junction thirty. I, I have no, t- I have no time for it because everybody, you have to queue to get on it most days, mm. which shouldn't um, happen because it's fully grade separate. But that's what's in the geometry of it. It's tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, should, you could do a dual I, drop there. Yeah, um, I I agree, and the same with joining the yeah, M8 as yeah. I was saying, going eastbound. You know, it could the the merge is short. Yeah. In fairness, mm-hmm. it is, and it doesn't help its operation. See, modern design standards probably wouldn't have something like that. It would be a lot bigger. Oh know? yeah, Crazy. you'd end up with something like like the Claylands interchange. Yeah, you know, be five, big long sweeping slip roads that yeah. go on for like half a mile or three quarters of a mile at least. <laughs> Get no the doubt. speed up. At yeah, thirty miles an hour. At, at, 30, <laughs> at thirty miles an hour, you're right. Forget what I said about speed. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, you're no, absolutely no. right. Yeah, so, yeah, we can't comment on speeds tonight, John. No one, no one next. That's week. me getting told off twice now. Have you noticed that? Goodness me. Right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna place a wager with everybody listening to this that John gets pulled at least twice in the yeah. home tonight. Anyone who people the thing is, but people on Spotify won't hear that. We'll edit all that out. You know, <laughs> I'll put something far more sensible in there uh, to do with that. Have we got any any questions coming through about this briefly? Uh, do or, we have questions on the, uh, on on this on the M uh, M eight nine eight? No, I don't oh, have any oh, to hand oh, here. Hold Nick's got some, has he? I think John, uh, who's following live on Facebook, has just asked how long is the M eight two three and five. Ah, uh, well, he may well, be well to John, John, oh. John. Right. Calm down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just mentioned earlier about this that I'm counting because the, you're saying M823, but it's actually A823M. So I've counted oh. them separately oh. and I do have the lengths for that. And uh, <laughs> I, I do that. So that, we will that, be comparing yeah. motorways yeah. and uh, it will shock you. I know. <laughs> so there we go. Right, well, that's a separate feature, obviously. That's coming up. That's coming up next after we, we take some more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, John, you you had a whole selection of questions uh, that we had had sent in. Can you bring them up on your on your screen for me? Well, we just you mean a, kind of specifically for yep. and we'll get David to get us some fantastically festive background music. In fact, David, put give me another bed. We had that one the last time. Get me something a bit more jingly. <laughs> no, not that one. The other one, the middle one. Yeah, oh. go perfect. That's better. I got asked this this question by a friend. Um, he didn't want to be named, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this one out here. And Stuart, What's in fact, I, I I don't know. Put this out, but to both of you, okay? It's not directly related to the well, M898. I get questioned every month. Get Nick to answer some questions. That's okay, okay. <laughs> this, this actually, that's a great idea because Nick can give us interpretation. So I was asked this. I've got this here on WhatsApp. Uh, what is the difference between a link road and a slip road? Are they the same thing? I've heard you guys use the phrases interchangeably. So well, I'm, I'm not a road engineer, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> what would it mean to you, though, if somebody said, oh, use that link road there? A link road, to me, is a road that links two different roads. <laughs> that's, that's the best I can do. That's heavy stuff, no and, a, and, a, <laughs> and a slip road is a road where it's slippy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, it's just something for joining or leaving a main carriageway, i.e. a motorway. So a link road, to me, would be a short road between yep. two main routes. Yes. I.e. the... I don't know the M8 towards the M73. Three. I would, yeah. I would use that as a link road. Yeah. And a slip road is for coming on or leaving. Yes, the exactly. You're, you're going up to a junction. Yeah. At that that point. That is exactly right. 
Okay. Hey. There you go. You're an expert now. Right, Ten yeah. points for me. That's that's just it. No, Stuart and I have actually spoke about that before. So link roads, yeah, is technically what you find within junctions. Baylaston's a good example of that, and you use that there actually, Nick. You know, mm-hmm. with the high loop and all those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's just it. Right, one more question. What have we got? Uh, like the, do you know what? I, I had another question, but it was actually um, Robert. <laughs> Robert Jennings went and, went and asked it on the other questions that we've got there. Right. So let's have a look uh, at some of the ones that that you you managed to collect actually. Nick. Ah, okay. Um, hmm. Just having a look through here and seeing because goodness me, you've got quite a few. Uh, yeah, to I, be honest with I, you, I fielded them out. I'd ask a couple of folk for some right. for some oh, questions. I've got I've got one because it's 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 good for you actually. Um, <laughs> With the opening of Rob Royston train station, mm-hmm. do you think if they had more than 250-odd park-and-ride spaces, it would encourage more people to come off the M80 and finish their journey by train? Was that part of the Glasgow travel plan? Uh, I can't recall if it's part of the Glasgow travel plan. The, mm. I mean, there used to be a train station in Rob Royston years Yeah, it's, years a, it's a reopening, ago. isn't it? When did yeah. it open, Nick? Was it, it was a couple of days ago. It was in the... Sunday. Sunday. The new timetable came in on Sunday. However, right. the station was officially opened on the Monday by the right. transport okay. minister. The, um, I, don't, I don't know how many spaces Croy has. Croy has quite a few. See, the thing with the Rob Royston one is it's directly accessed from the M80. You're literally off the M80 and mm. you have... One, two roundabouts, and actually at one side of the park and ride. Yeah. The park and ride looks as though it's been split over the two sides of the railway station. Oh, I see. And yeah. there's no link roads between the two of them. There, there is an old road bridge that goes over it, but I don't think that would be capable. Is it just a footbridge? I think it's going to be a So footbridge. the people in Milliston have to walk to the station? Well, there is a park and ride at that side of the station as well. Oh, right, but so if they wanted to get them right. They've okay. taken the 250 four spaces I want to say as I can't right. recall exactly and they've almost split it exactly in two so you have half the park and ride spaces which mm-hmm. is accessed from the, uh, the Hug and Fool lock side yeah. you know which there isn't I mean motorway or main link road through it apart from the M8 uh, which yeah. is a wee bit further away whereas this side of Rob Royston train station you've got a lot of folk who can come off the M80 right into the train station and then they're, they're on the train finishing their journey in Glasgow yeah. with the parking levy which may be introduced by Glasgow City Council and others across Scotland mm-hmm. this may become more of an attractive proposition for people to park up well, at a train station probably going to need more spaces in. there though for something like that if maybe car split, sharing and yeah, all kinds of other things if they split it in two you've only got about 120 spaces in each side yeah. which is, is going to fill up and that, that, that'll be commuters from that area of Glasgow i.e. Rob Royston or Milliston that'll be taking up those spaces yeah Maybe once you see how popular it is, they could. We'll have to see. It's all a bit speculative. It's a good question, anyway. There's a lot of land in there. Was it part of the transport plan back when uh, Rob Royson wasn't there when the transport plan was made? Was it? No, no. Rob Royson really wasn't. To be honest, it's not something I've ever seen in the in the Greater Glasgow studies or anything like that. Sort of. I know it was an old station. I think it closed. Was it 56? Did we say 1956 or something like that? Um, You know. So that was the. Yeah. So. it's an interesting location. I mean, it's on the main Edinburgh line, so mm. you, that should give it some attractiveness. Mm-hmm. You would think. Again, I'm only yeah. talking. I'm only talking about the, the travel into Glasgow. There is also the. It's meant for travel to Edinburgh as well. I'm only thinking of it as people coming yeah. in from like that. Because you're thinking of that Proven problem at the motorway down there with, <laughs> with that huge kind of uh, you know maelstrom of yeah. traffic that's there. But yeah, it just exactly. sort of stops. It, it turns into a bit of a car park in it the does, moment. Yeah. Um, so I'm only thinking of it one way, but yeah, definitely traffic also goes in the other direction. You know, people are mm-hmm. heading out to Edinburgh and stuff like that, and yeah, yeah. I I think it will be busy. 
Um, how busy it gets, though. We'll see. We'll see. I'd be interested to see the we'll passenger take... figures and, and keep an eye and see if it develops nicely, especially with the houses and things cropping up around about there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. Are you itching to get on your next topic, or have we got? Pl- have we still got time? Because we could do another question. You, if you've got one ready, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've I've got one ready uh, here um, that, that came through via email. Okay, from okay. Jason Watts. All right. Uh, sent them through. Uh, has there ever been any talk of fixing Junction Thirteen off? and using some vacant land now that the gasometers are being decommissioned to have a direct link to the M80 northbound without that stupid right turn on the worst-kept mini-roundabout on the road surface of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I should really read these questions, but I think, I mean, Jason, it's, it's, it's great, but Stuart, what do you think? Do you get where he's speaking? I know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> does, does the traffic flow there really justify that? Has everyone been talking about fixing Junction 13 off? So I this think, is. I think it's more the traffic coming off the motorway that causes issues there because it, yeah. because it, a, it goes into a two lane, a left left turn and a right turn as soon yeah. as you get down on that road, but, but it's a one lane coming there down. There should be it. a roundabout there, really. Mm-hmm. I think at the bottom of that, because that T junction causes all sorts of grief. Mm-hmm. That's the westbound off yeah. going down there. That's uh, horrendous yeah. in my mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Off the M8, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Northbound on the M80, I don't think it's that bad, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, Do you know what? Never use it. I think I've, I've used it very few times. I mean, a lot of people have asked us about having free flow like from the southbound M80 to the eastbound M8, like it was planned in the original highway plan. Yeah. But again, I don't think the traffic flows justify it, to be no, honest. Why, what's why, why, why would mm-hmm. you be making that move? I mean, what would you gain? About five seconds? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That. Some of these, that would be kind of surplus to requirement. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. If certain people are maybe from that sector of the city, I'm not sure. Might <laughs> might might disagree, but again, I don't know. heading up towards eastbound carriageway, it does. It would save you seconds if that. And to be fair, having that roundabout sort of slows you down for coming off because you're coming into what is a residential area just off of that roundabout. It's a former Black Hill Proven Mill. Yeah, I say former Black Hill because I don't think a lot of people call it Black Hill anymore. Right. I think it is. The folk normally call it Proven Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're through, and then you've got a left turn to go onto the motorway, which is protected by a, a giveaway mm-hmm. as well so there's no issues there yeah uh, certainly the, the t-junction bit that we were talking about before um, mm-hmm. that does cause a good bit of traffic to back up i've never seen it back up onto the motorway itself yeah. Um, yeah. but i have seen it back up quite a bit i think maybe even widening that section of the road so you've got a dedicated lane for traffic turning left and a dedicated lane for traffic turning right might help ease congestion a bit yeah but is the gasometer's not that area they're getting rid of is that not planned or possibly for the new super prison that's where the new bar l is going yes yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to call it bar l i'm, I'm trying hmp <laughs> bar l yeah majesty's um, pleasure yeah so, so uh, aye that's where the new prison's going so yeah i think it works fine to be honest i, I don't see it I, all my problems with that junction relate to the m8 westbound off slip and for the for is it proven road coming up coming up from the from cumbernauld road you know what it forks. I feel the problems are to the south of that junction rather than yeah. in the junction itself. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be proposing any changes in there at this stage. We've got a comment here from Tony Hamilton. What's, yes. what's Tony saying Tony, about? Tony says I can, I can read this out just here if you're yeah, happy with that. Tony uh, so says what I like about Junction 12 MA eastbound is that if you take exit by accident, you can just carry on through lights and rejoin a few hundred meters later. Any other time, exiting at wrong junction involves a major. Faff, I think he's meant to say, to rejoin and a mini tour of the locality. <laughs> All right, okay. So, ah, yeah. 
That's fair enough. Uh, to be honest with you, you can just join. That almost that almost sounds like somebody who's, who's, who's the people do this to jump queues, don't they? Yeah. They go off junctions and then go back down again. I think is it, that you, naughty, Nick? You never really get a, a queue there, though. So right. there wouldn't yeah. be any reason to come off, you know, unless you were trying to do something or sit right. in the wrong lane. That is the one where the the lane comes on from. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Proven Road, but from the M80. That that section we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That gains a lane but that mm-hmm. lane then becomes a lane drop for coming off at mm-hmm. uh, junction 12 if I remember that's, correctly yeah that's, that's right, right. There's yeah. A, there's an, well it's, it's an auxiliary lane auxiliary that lane. you have between them yeah so if you do come on at mm-hmm. after coming off the M80 and you forget because you're keeping your left most lane and don't notice the road markings and you accidentally come off there then yes it is handy to go yeah. over the set of traffic like, over the traffic lights and then you're pretty much right back on the yeah. motorway again It'll help um, with the the critters doing their routes as well, you know, <laughs> going up and over. Yeah. Uh, as for, for as for being cheeky or being naughty, if it's legal, they can do it. You know, mm. they're, not really, they're not really going to gain well, much. You by heard doing it that, here first, they? folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's legal, you can do That's it. That's fine. Uh, Kirsten Bruce just wants a little shout out here. All right. Okay. Uh, seeing just a wee shout out for my late dad. Bill McClonan, Director of Roads at Strathclyde Region. Bill McClonan. Bill McClonan. Sorry, sorry for butchering the name there. I know you can't read them at the moment. So yeah, Bill McClonan was the second Director of Roads after yep. uh, the, the John Armour uh, retired shortly after the corporation dissolved. Um, Bill McClonan was a Lanarkshire man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he might actually have been from Wisher. Kirsten will be able to tell us. Um, being a Wisher man myself, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Bill was there until Don Carruthers took over um, in mm-hmm. the very late 80s. Yeah. Um, and he was the, the, the there were only three directors of roads at Strathclyde region mm-hmm. uh, in the 20 year short life that it had so yeah Kirsten big shout out to your dad he was yeah. there when there was a, a lot of things in the go I often feel that Strathclyde was was had just came along, along at the wrong time because public spending was slashed and they really couldn't achieve what they probably wanted to achieve and, and, and that kind of shone through in some of the projects that were proposed and never happened so yeah I'm sure he had a, a difficult time with it, with, mm-hmm. of it at times with, with some of the projects and things so he did a really good job and as you pointed out to me last week he appears in the video um, the Junction uh, 10 video as yeah. well uh, so no, that's yeah. fine. So you, thanks for that. So we appreciate. Kirsten says we had many a mystery tour to new interchanges disguised as a weed road trip. You know that's wonderful because that's, <laughs> that, exactly, that's what we exactly what we do. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. Stuart took me for my birthday present to see the Cathkin Relief Road. <laughs> It was oh, wonderful. Man. Thanks, John. <laughs> that was supposed to be kept I thought secret. he was, he was like, I've got a birthday present here for I thought oh. it was going to be something awesome. I was like, new iPod. Oh, no, no. <laughs> there, there we go. So I am um, thinking, I don't know how we're doing for time. Are we? I, I think it's time to move on to topic three. I think three. it is time to yep. move on to topic three. So topic three is this other short motorway. Look at that music feed now. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> so professional. Yeah. Okay. We need to have an engine here every month and he'll come back. Hopefully, well, we, have to, we have to pay him first. That's just <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, so thank you, Stuart. Uh, going to move on to uh, this is this is a new feature we're going to do. Uh, the, yeah, we should uh, we should introduce this. Yeah, yeah, so, I think so because this is Scotland's motorways. Yeah. It's really it's we're, we're not running out of things to talk about in Glasgow. Absolutely far from it. But we know a lot of our listeners actually come from outside of Glasgow. Yeah, like decent places like Warwickshire and, and, and you know. <laughs> Listen to oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. Uh, see, now we just dropped thirty people there. Thank Warwickshire, no, the beating joking. heart of Central Scotland. Well, the Central Brent for sure. But anyway, <laughs> so. Um, <clears throat> 
Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so now talking about motorways outside of Glasgow, so yeah. we might start talking about the M9. You yeah, might start talking I, about and, something else. And I should say, this is something that John has been nagging me about for quite a while. You know, let's talk about motorways from elsewhere. Now, my personal opinion is that outside Glasgow, there are no important motorways <laughs> in Scotland, but, but John has decided that that's not the case. And we're going to be talking about some of Scotland's other roads in the coming months. And we're going to, so in addition to our unbuilt features that we've been mm-hmm. doing, we're going to do some of Scotland's other roads. It won't just be motorways, we'll do some major A roads as well. Because bypass, there are, A9. Yeah, there are plenty, of, plenty of others out there. Um, so mm-hmm. I gave in and, and let John <laughs> go with this one. And we're going to start with John's favourite. Yes. Well, well, we've already had John's favourite. This is John's other favourite. My, my other favourite. So this is the A823M. John Tal mentioned this one earlier, going, yeah. no, it's actually shorter. Well, I'll get to that. Um, so the M8, not, uh, A823M is the other one of Scotland's short motorways, and it is a motorway, even though it has this A prefix. Why does it have the A prefix? Generally, when, when, when roads are constructed or motorways are constructed, if they are constructed in a way that there is not their ultimate form, they often take this A road, uh, the script with the M after it as a kind of an interim, and then when the road is completely complete, then it will take an M. That was certainly some of the thinking behind when we were talking about the, the M74 earlier. So every road in the UK with an M in brackets is going to be a motorway at some point? <laughs> well, it already is a motorway. Oh yeah, that's a point. Yeah, It can't it's, have the M if it's not a motorway. It ah, is a motorway. Okay, it, it, it is a motorway. It just happens to have that. You'll often find it in areas as well as where the like the M1, for example, you know, and then you have the A1M, mm-hmm. you know, really doing this thing going all the way up the country, but you need the two separate separate numbers for them, you know. There are people on Sabre who will probably completely disagree with me and come back and say all kinds of different interpretations of why this is. Scotland certainly does it a little bit different than England, but that's my way of simplifying it for everyone to think of it. So the A823M was meant to be a lot more. So some facts about this, okay? Yeah. This road uh, actually opened in September of 1964. Oh, as early as that? As a motorway. Right, okay. That predates the Hart Hill Hill Bypass. By by a couple of months? Yes. That means that 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 A823M and a section of the M90 that it joins at at around Masterton and Admiralty are the oldest motorways in Scotland. Not many people know this. And we had recently a document that did confirm this. Yeah, we did. That's right. Yeah. That said, these are motorways from opening restricted to, you know, the the types of vehicles that Mm -hmm. motorways can use. Yeah. So the A823M, talking about lengths, we'll get back to that. Um, The westbound main line is 799 metres long. That's short. I mean, that most of this, the A823M is actually made up of link roads um, that go through it. The eastbound is longer at, at uh, 1,436 metres. So that's an average of 1,117 metres, which is shorter than the M898, which was 1,200. So it is, by motorways, the second uh, smallest motorway actually in Scotland. Did you not just tell us 20 minutes ago that the mm. M898 was the second the, shortest? No, no, no. I, uh, the M898 is the shortest with an M prefix. Uh, I am splitting hairs massively. Right, okay. Everyone is utterly confused, <laughs> yeah. but that's just the way it is. So when we're, when we're going to the, the A prefix now, um, you know, it's it's very, very small. Okay. It's the only one smaller is that AM. So a little bit about it. It was, it was built by um, Watlings. Was it as well, was it? 
Yes. God, they were involved in a lot of things. Uh, with those things. It's an incredibly old road, a road that I have a pleasure of working with. Um, so I'm very privileged to be able to walk along it and uh, do lots of work to it. And my God, it needs a lot of work. It's old. Um, the road forms a kind of a... It's it's the main road into Dunfermline. Uh, so it comes off the M90 at Junction 2 at Masterton. Masterton's a very interesting interchange. It's a fully grade separated interchange. But unlike, say, Creighton, which is a semi-directional T, this junction is an octopus type ah, junction. Just like M74 Junction 6? It's M74 Junction 6, but half completed. Oh. Do you know why? I think so, but you tell me. Right, okay. That road, when if you if you go to the fourth road bridge and you go to the viewing deck and you, you can see this on a plaque there, it's actually named as the East Fife Regional Road. Yeah. The problem is, in the East Fife Regional Road, they, they put this on there and then they decided a number of years later that's not where the road was going to go. Originally, this East Fife Regional Road was going to be the A823M and it was going to carry on, bypassing Rosyth and going on to what is the A985 now. And then east, it would actually cling to the coast and go past Algeti Bay. Oh, okay. What they then decided later on in the 1960s when they built the Halbeath Bypass further up on the M90 is, oh, we'll actually have the A92 do that job. So the A92 was constructed. Right, okay, so it was and put moved north. Right. So when this road opened, it was all meant to be part of something f- far more grand. And that's why if you look at the Masterton Interchange, you see all these these slip roads and everything. A lot of these are bridges going over nothing. Mm-hmm. There's several bridges uh, you know, that are not visible at all when you're driving, but there's nothing under them at all the ghost bridges yeah there's there's at least about four or five of them mm-hmm. in, in the area that are like that the viaduct that goes over uh masterton which is actually the m90 is a very big structure that goes on that was meant to accommodate the mainline carriageways and all the other slip roads so it's a great example of a road that's really unbuilt in scotland which yeah. you know is is a, is a major kind of talking point for a lot of stuff yeah so yeah it doesn't have hard shoulders uh, to be honest, but it does have some emergency laybys. It does have gantries on the well. It has yeah. two gantries on the eastbound. Those ugly things. Those ugly things. <laughs> They're yeah. part of the intelligent traffic system. Yeah. that are on there. Uh, Nick, have you ever driven the A eight two three M? I don't think I have. No. <gasps> that is an experience. You've got to go and see it. It's lovely. Who invited him here? He's never driven on that road. <laughs> Again, John's blacklist now. You know. <laughs> No, oh gosh, I was on that road today, and I was—I'm going to be talking about this later. Oh gosh, you know. So yeah, that, well, that's, how, that's how does it is. perform? Very well, because it doesn't—it doesn't take a lot of traffic. I think checking some of the AADT figures for that road are really quite low. Uh, they're about eighteen to twenty thousand. I was, is, I was going to ask about maintenance for it. Then, if it's got these mm-hmm. ghost bridges, it must still cause some issues. Having yeah, it to does. maintenance on the bridges, but the traffic yeah, figures aren't. No, they're not. Right. Generally, HGVs don't use it. Now, the the major, uh, the kind of the hub of HGVs in that area is Amazon mm-hmm. uh, and the parks up there, but they're accessed by Junction 3, uh, Halbeath of the M90, and they don't take the 823M. The 823M is really just a fast way into the south of Dunfermline and also to Rosyth. Now, there have been plans for years to continue the A823M westbound and joining up with the A985 road, completely bypassing Rosyth. Yeah. This is this big problem with the A985, is before you go and join you know, the the M90, you've got to go through Rosyth, and people of Rosyth have always wanted to get a bypass, which would form part of the A23M. Mm-hmm. And was this, that, was going to join, was it Causeway Head on the on the A985? Is it? Kearney Hill. Kearney Hill, sorry, Kearney Hill. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know why they don't do that. Now, there's some conflicting names for that roundabout at the end of the A23M. Okay, yeah. Uh, locally, people call it Sky Roundabout. Why? It's because of 
Sky. You know, the, the call television center? Yeah, the call centre up around the corner. Uh, but it's known as Petrivi Roundabout that's there. Uh, Petrivi Roundabout's a hollow roundabout because it's meant to have the main line carriageway going through it. So if it is safe to do so and you're walking around the roundabout or a passenger in a car, you can look and uh, into the actual roundabout itself and you'll see that it's, it's, it's hollow. It's carved out because the, the carriageway was, of course, the main line was meant to go through there, bypassing yeah. Versailles. And that's why on approaching that roundabout, the carriageways flare out. You see this a lot in, in road systems. Uh -huh. You know, If you look at any kind of satellite imagery of somewhere like Erskine, you'll uh -huh. see that where you get these flaring of the carriageways to roundabout just to allow an underpass or a flyover. Yeah. Now, Laura's made a comment. Laura Sheech um, has, made a, has made another comment there. She says she likes the 823M. Yeah. Uh, as it means I'm nearly home at my parents. Mm -hmm. But one thing I don't like about the uh, the 823M is the off-slip coming off from the northbound M90. It's a bit terrifying with the traffic coming onto the M90 from Rosyth in the same place. Yeah. It isn't very long. No, yeah. Laura's got a big point about this. Is that Back then when they designed this road, you know, it was all designed actually in the 50s. You know, and then built in, yeah, that's in, true. in the 19, yeah. 1964 and it opened. Laura's talking about what what's known as a shared merge and diverge. Um, these you, you don't have these now but they're a common feature of cloverleaf interchanges and that's why we never really went into them uh, in for them in, in the UK um, you do see this in uh, Clyde Tunnel's a good example of a big interchange at Whitehinch you've got traffic coming on as you're trying to leave part mm -hmm. of the same and Stuart and I have actually driven on Coventry Ring Road which is the most extreme example of that oh, you know yeah. there's, there's far most of it is these these merge diverge lanes um, I can't believe it that the road itself, not dangerous. It's the people that are dangerous, you know. So you, the thing is, it's not lit. That's mm. another thing. So at night, it can be a little, a little bit funny. But a bit um, scary. I'm, the, thing, the thing is with it is, I use it all the time. You know, I know exactly the hazards to look out for with that. So you know, I'm coming in. Drive to what you see, not what you know. Ex <laughs> <laughs> it's the third time I've been pulled up. First time, I'm getting well and truly ganged up on here. Yeah. So uh, no, no, that that's fine. And it isn't very. I, I don't know. Uh, there, there was some plans actually to completely improve this master in situation. I've seen and turn the whole thing into a dumbbell. But I, I oh. can, honestly, either I've seen it in a dream, or I've seen it years ago when researching something else. But I, I don't, I don't know how to access but that. It's quite a likely dream for you, so it is, that mm -hmm. is a possibility. You know, you know. Um, so so I, I wouldn't rule that out completely. <laughs> oh, another dig! There we go. No, <laughs> uh, right. Any changes since construction? Other than the gantries, have there been any changes since construction? Um, it's really you, what you've had there is is just your maintenance. Yeah, they used to do it. <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry, it gets maintained. It actually gets maintained very, very Sorry, well. That was, a, that was um, just a wee, a wee pull on John's <laughs> leg there because he's actively involved. I have, in I've spent a that. lot of time, blood, sweat, and tears out in the cold at night fixing the drains Look, on that road. Nobody cares. You know? right? People do people care. We've got, no, 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 no. We've got people here actually <laughs> commenting on it. Like Laura, she wants to know about it. So people just want to drive if, and go home. If John's actively maintaining drains, I'm happy. I don't care where they are. Yeah, actively right. maintaining drains. Yeah, that's a point. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. You you that's may have <laughs> on that point. You may have noticed uh, during recent heavy rainfall that the M8 performed very well. Did yes, yes. Uh, possibly as a result of some recent maintenance. Funny that. Mm. Funny that connection. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so on, on that, we'll leave that point there. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I think we'll jump into a final question session. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've got some other questions lined up and there's a couple of questions coming through on Facebook but for anybody listening on Facebook this is your last chance to ask any question at all about anything you're interested in okay roads uh, related so really roads related. <laughs> no, no you, 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 can, you can ask anything you, can ask you like, whatever like ask whatever you like yeah. very personal questions yeah. Stuart would be happy to answer to them answer all. it certainly would be interesting answering right, okay. some of those uh, while we're waiting for them to come flooding in I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read some other ones you up for that yeah. Okay. Go for it. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Here. Let me jump in with one first. Oh, here we go. Um, right. From Tony <laughs> Duffy on Facebook. Right. Uh, now Tony's left another question a minute ago. Uh, no, sorry, that was Tony McCall. Uh, but Tony Duffy sorry, sorry asks, uh, why are there no distance and carriageway marker posts on the M8 or at least the new M74 section? I, I hadn't noticed that. Do you know? Is he talking about the the marker posts at the side of the yeah, road, I like think the so, twelve yeah. over one and all that? I'm kind of guessing stuff. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was never. It was when they devised the marker post system it was never intended to go that far. All right, okay. That's what yeah. you have, and you'll have stupid ones like X something over something if they've even put them in. Either that, or the 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 grass cutter has run them all over and nobody's put them back. Yeah, possibly. Tony Duffy, if you're listening, can you clarify that, please? What, just to yeah. Sorry, what are those markers used for, or what are those distance markers used for? They're every hundred meters. And is that all the other? Just literally just 100 yeah. markers? Yeah, the location marker points. Right. If you look at the side of them, they actually have a little telephone on them with a, a direction to the nearest SOS, the SOS box. Yeah. Cool, that. Right, so, we, yeah. we sometimes use the SOS box numbers to find our way about if yeah. we're struggling yeah. with something. Yeah. Good point. So, no. Good point. no, I think it's just a case. Uh, my interpretation is because there's these newer sections on the M8 or at least the new M74 so see the M8 in Glasgow because it was never tr- parts of it were not trunk That's I right. don't believe they became part of the marker post program yeah, to do that yeah. there's an interesting thing with these marker posts is going towards Edinburgh yeah they, they. Uh, I think that it, it starts. And w- what way do they go? Um, uh, this is not my thing. I don't know because I'm not that great with these things. But the, the whole road was intended to go into Edinburgh, so the marker posts kind of stop abruptly at Hermiston. You see, or, or, or whatever it was. A colleague of mine told me that. So yeah, I don't yeah. go around looking at them very closely, but <laughs> no. they're, hand- they're handy. They can be. Okay, sorry. You you continue with your question mm-hmm. that you were going to ask. Oh, this is the three pronged question. That I was I was looking right. at just here. Go ahead. So this is from Ryan Corey on Facebook. Okay. Uh, asks uh, question one of three. He asks, do they use the same tarmac on motorways? He means asphalt uh, on motorways as normal roads, considering the volume of traffic, um, less potholes on the M8 than residential streets. That's a good one. Yeah, I suppose it is. Uh, it's a valid right. point. Yeah, there's a number of reasons and things to consider here it's not just a case of is it the same material mm-hmm. it's also about depth and yeah uh, and type of material used. When, when you when you're constructing a motorway right you first look at you what use your projected millions of standard axles yeah all right that's hgvs okay and that will determine exactly what kind of what kind of foundation your road will have and motorways and these kind of roads often built foundations far greater than your local street will yeah, be absolutely. a lot of these older roads you know go on through the country are historically kind of telford era stuff where yeah. a lot of our motorways are 60s and 70s you know as for materials on the asphalt well traditionally the hot rolled asphalt was actually used both on motorways and on local roads mm-hmm. nowadays on motorways what you'll see is a stone mastic asphalt yeah. you know much kind of finer aggregate stuff it's um, kind of blacker looking as well it's darker yeah that you, you shiny see. yes so um and as for potholes and things like that, because these are trunk roads, 
you know, no no disrespect at all to local authorities or anything like that. We have a very rigid inspection regime with these things and maintenance regimes. These are major arteries of our country that they, they, they will be maintained and looked after yeah. the best they can. Dedicated funding streams and the like. That's you right. Know, funded don't... direct from the government yeah. rather than local authorities. Exactly. So that, that's yeah. why. You know, right. Second part of the question: uh, Were there any plans to link up the M80 Junction Three with the Campsie Expressway using the route of the A806? No, no. It came in at Ocken Kilns, did it not? Ocken Kilns for the Campsie Expressway. There was one joined at Rob Royston, um, coming off the North Link, which was the Bishop Briggs Expressway. Yeah. Just looking at the plan on the wall, Mm -hmm. Bishop Briggs Expressway. Yes, but that was more on the line of that road that they're building at the moment, the Bishop Briggs Relief Road, which is called. Wester, is it Wester Hillway? Wester, Wester Hillway? Yeah, Wester that's it. That. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Last part of this question. The site of the Ace, sorry, the site of the M73 A80 merge is still visible. What what happens to the disused features such as this? Well, it depends where they are. I mean, I'm going to have to look at the satellite imagery for that. Um, I, I must, I must admit, I, I'm not aware of the, the dead area being there between the A80 and the M73. I thought all that. I thought they tidied up. that junction up yeah. very, very well. But I mean, perhaps. places where there are still dead areas, like uh, well, like at Bishopton, for example, for years where the westbound slip is now, there was a section of dead road in there. Yeah. Um, down the A74, down towards Blackwood, mm-hmm. um, there's a section of A74 that was bypassed that, that still technically exists. Yeah. There. Is there not a bit of M90? Uh, where the M90 temporary terminus yeah, used to be? Yeah, back to, back to that topic. Um, 1964, the M90 actually terminated at Dulloch, yeah. which is just north of Junction 2, and that you can see the old row where it actually goes off uh, on, on onto that section. It's kind of hard to describe. And then they built the Halbeath Bypass in 1969. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, t- that, that has a, an old terminus up there. Typically, they would landscape over those, and, and then they wouldn't be permanent features. Sometimes they do, sometimes range. they don't, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm looking at the satellite imagery now, and I, there's nothing like overly apparent on it, but maybe it's something to look into and see, yeah. to be honest Could with be. you. Something more, more I like that, that junction. What, what do you call that junction up there? Mullinsburg. You had another name for it, and you baffled all the colleagues. It was Pleak Now. Oh, Pleak Now. Pleak Now Farm. The Maryville to Pleak Now Link Road. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, like, know it's, we know it's as Mullinsburn. Yeah, so Farm. Right, how are we doing for time? Uh, two more questions. Two more questions. I'm just going to see if anything's come through uh, on the on the feed. Yeah, ask us anything. We've not had anything yet. This this uh, We need to have more. I know you people harass us for a whole year <laughs> with, with subjects and Rabbits and caught in headlights. Now they, they don't know what to say. <laughs> At least give us a, 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 a love heart, a thumbs up, or oh, whatever exactly, it calls yeah. a, a little reaction oh, on Facebook. I've got a cracker here. Oh, okay. No. okay. Uh, I've got this one here on WhatsApp. Um, sometimes I see dots on the road. Sometimes where there's an on or off ramp. Sometimes there's two. Other times there's three. What do they mean? I would love to know the answer to this one because I've <laughs> seen those dots as well. Dots on the road. <laughs> Yep, if okay. it's the same ones that I'm thinking of, it's almost like recessed, maybe mm-hmm. three-inch circles, they're yep. white, um, there's sometimes two, there's sometimes three of them, i seen one on the way out here today, yep. um, there is one on the, there's a few of them on the M8, mm-hmm. I remember them distinctly on the A82, yep. um, they are all over, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what they are. I'll tell you exactly what they are, they're, they're what's called nodes. They're also known in the business as Nottingham studs as well. What these are is they're cored out 
sections of the road. They're not just paint. Yep, they're it, cored it, out and they're filled with plastic. They do look plastic. recessed. Yep. So, so what are they for? Um, they're actually for delineating sections of the road um, to the people who maintain them. Part of the asset management of these trunk roads. Now you'll only see them on really on trunk roads mm -hmm. or maybe some local roads that have been detrunked but it shows the different sections of roads so roads are divvied up into sections mm -hmm. which have specific numbers the two or the three determines if it's a change in uh, the link or the section to be honest with you and that's really what they mean to be honest with you it's interesting it's a funny thing I've actually discussed with people and they'd never noticed them until then I'd mentioned them <laughs> and then they see these things so do you know what they are they're road you know I work for a road operating company mm -hmm. they're my little secret you know working marks I've put on the road mm -hmm. to know what sections you know I'm working with at that time also when you are doing road surveys with survey equipment mm -hmm. the survey equipment automatically picks these up and goes right great we're now on section 1540 slash 30 or something like that and then that's starting and then you work in a chainage from that chainage meaning meters until yeah. the next Lincoln section the Lincoln sections as these are is that's what the nodes actually show a change in the Lincoln sections is where you, you get any kind of significant change in the road so that's why you see them at the beginning of off slips and uh -huh. going up to the top and stuff like that. I've worked um, closely with the, uh, the placing and installation of these these uh -huh. these nodes uh, when when looking at a map. But no, it's 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 just a secret code for road engineers to know what bit of the road they're on that relates to a, a database. Not so secret now, unfortunately. No, yeah. not really. But then again, nobody can do any harm with that, you know. So <laughs> that that's just it. The so more you know, is there a reason, is there reason that it's called out instead of just painted on? I'm guessing that's to prevent wear of it. Yeah, and, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, it, that's to be honest with you. I'm sure people will notice those now. <laughs> this is you know, it. People will be saying, oh, I can't believe the game's up. I've just told them. Those that John was talking about on that podcast. Yeah. Right, okay, one more. One more. Okay. Um, let me just have a little look here. Ooh. Right, okay. Um, so here's, here's one that came through. Um, I'm just going to the email for this one here, and I hope we can answer this one. On a previous podcast, you spoke about getting the lighting sorted at Junction 8. Can you do that for every bridge on the M8? The M74 overpass of the M8 always looks nice when the lights are on and working. Well, I didn't I didn't realise we were a lighting contractor. I, I remember that podcast. That was because you were talking about Junction 8 and how it looks quite nice now. You mean Bayless? Bayless, yeah, Bayless, yeah. and that'll change oh, just the, when you. So the feature light, yes, the feature light. So I, I thought you were talking about the actual carriage lighting. Can you do that lighting? for every bridge on the M8? Right, okay. I'm assuming they're talking about the feature light. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. So what we should have is nice, pretty, lit up bridges everywhere. I think it looks. I lovely. thoroughly agree. I, I can't comment on that. Right. Well, okay. if you if you, if you, <laughs> if you ever go across the Kingston Bridge and you look to your left, if you're heading towards Edinburgh, if you're heading eastbound, mm. you see all the bridges that have been built. Yeah. And yeah. Even even the other side, mm. they're all lit up and they all look spectacular. You yeah. Know? yeah. They all do look really nice as long as the lights are working. I'm yeah. a big fan of feature lighting. They used to do a lot of rock cuttings. Mm -hmm. You know, like the one actually at Port Glasgow, it looks brilliant. Yeah. You know, it's on the used to have it at the Fourth Road Bridge yeah. and the North Approach. It's sadly not there anymore. The you know? uh, Kingston Bridge was floodlit for a while mm. when it was first new. Um, yeah. We've got a slide of that somewhere, which we'll scan soon. Oh, um, and, and there was some other feature lighting on there for a mm -hmm. while as well. You never know, there might be some more in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, feature lighting does help. And the M74 was designed in a way to try and make it fairly attractive at night as it could be. So that's why yeah. you've got some spotlights and LED lighting mm -hmm. on there. It wasn't entirely successful for a while. There was a few failures when it was, it was uh, finished mm -hmm. at first and they had to do some repairs and change some stuff. But it seems to be working okay now. Yeah, um, yeah it looks okay. It looks good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you never know. Maybe we'll see more of that. Sadly, I don't work on that road anymore, so I can't add any more lights. It's just, no, that's true, that's yeah. That's just it, so yeah. no, yeah. that's it. I think, we, we, you know, we're out of questions unless we've got any that have quickly come through. Any final comments? I don't um, think so. No? Okay. No. Right, well, Great. that's fine then. On, on that then, on that point, we'll move on to our, uh, our final discussion, which is basically yep. just to recap 2019 and talk about what's coming up in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2019 was obviously a very busy year for us, John. Yes, um, it was. I mean, we had a hell of a lot of things in the go yeah. at one point. I mean, it was it was crazy at one point mm-hmm. between doors open days, the uh, talks, talks, Glasgow Vintage Vehicle Trust visits and weekends and things. We had a Podcasts, hell of a lot of stuff. Podcasts, everything visits, website, yeah. social Site media. Visits. It's been very busy, but mm-hmm. I think it's paid off. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, it's incredible. I mean, just the reach we have now with the amount of people actually seeing our content, listening to our podcast, and yeah. all these kind of things—it's been a huge explosion. You know, yeah. it's quite funny. We go to these talks. We ask, "Have people heard of it?" And the hands go up. You know, yeah, obviously, people, people do you listen to the podcast. Yep, hands go up. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I remember seeing that at the doors open day. Yeah, um, just at the Mitchell Library when you were speaking about it, and you said, "You know, who's, who's listening to the podcast?" And the amount of people that put their hands up, because bear in mind that was just a walking event, not specifically yeah. for the GMA, it was a yeah, walking right. event. Yeah. And the amount of people that came into that and then put their hands up and said, yeah, they've listened to the podcast before. It's mm-hmm. The reach that you're getting now is, is phenomenal. The reach that the GMA is getting now is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's obviously yeah. a lot of people interested in, yeah. yep. in the history behind the Glasgow and further afield uh, mm-hmm. motorway networks and trunk loads. So, and, and we found you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you did. Unfortunately, <laughs> how do you know Nick didn't find us? Oh, that was it. Yeah, this is a long game. <laughs> so no, it's, it's and I forward. suppose that popularity kind of was was really demonstrated when the calendars went on sale and uh, they sold out very quickly. Yeah, um, I kind of wish we ordered more because yeah. I'm getting requests from colleagues now with envy. They see my calendar on my desk. Yeah. I want one. Yeah, but you know, well, they're all gone. They're all very <laughs> rare. So anybody who's got one, it's a collector's item. Yeah, it really is. I love it. Um, and the photos in it are absolutely phenomenal. It's photos that you haven't published before. That's right. Yeah, no, all new, all, all new, new content. Um, yeah. Annoyingly, one of my colleagues actually said to me, "I said, you know, what what one's your favourite?" And you know, the, the favourite images, and you picked two, and they were the two ones that you picked. And I was, Stuart, you know... That's because and I've and got the knack, too. I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> what two were there? Just out of interest. Uh, the M80 one with the rail bridge. Oh, that's a good image. You know, and I can't remember what the, the other one is. Nick will flick through. We, we will share it. them on, on, on social media eventually. Well, no, it was we'll, definitely one that you picked. I was like, after each sick. month is done with a calendar, we'll, we'll <laughs> maybe share the image. But to do so before the before that would be unfair to those who purchased them. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hold some of them back. So, so yeah, the calendar was a great success. We've got similar plans for mm-hmm. next year. Uh, so 2020, in terms of what's coming up then. Um, well, big thing for us will be the 50th birthday of Kingston Bridge in mm-hmm. June. Mm-hmm. We have multiple celebrations planned for that. Yep. Some talks, another exhibition, and many other things. So mm-hmm. just keep your keep I've your been told to clear open. my diary, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, June will yeah. be a busy one for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye open. We're hopefully getting a visit to Tea House. We are getting a visit to Tea House, yes. Yeah. The, on Which the bridge is, to nowhere yeah. at Charing Cross. <laughs> Which is uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's in know. January. Yeah. So we've been invited along there to, to photograph after, the after motorway. That fantastic talk. And, and, just to clarify, mm. sorry, it was never really a bridge. No, to nowhere. no, it was never it's a, a podium. <laughs> Always been a podium. That's going to be on a t-shirt. It's not a bridge, it's a podium. You know, yeah. that, that yeah. seems to get that. Always, no, no, great. We we also we we done something awesome just to go back to to, to this year. We we went along to Junction Twenty Nine A before it opened. So we big did. thanks to guys at Morgan Sindel there for that. We had the Bishopton visit. That was great. We really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. It was good to get in there before it opened to traffic, get Absolutely some good photos. Yeah, thanks to the guys at Dougal Bailey yep. um, for that invitation. Um, what else is coming up then? Uh, next month, 
John is going to be telling us all about his trip to Texas uh. and discussing the freeways and motorways in America. Yay. Um, we've also got a guest coming on mm-hmm. um, who has looked into traffic flows in Glasgow yep. and he modelled the Greater Glasgow Transportation Study Volume 3, System 3 Network, sorry, uh, and demonstrated that there was some big interesting points. So he's going to come on and tell us all about that next month. So he took so, the, that data yeah. and ran it through modern and, traffic yeah, modelling software. And, and to see what he came up with was interesting, so we'll let him tell, tell us all about that about that next I month. I can't and, wait for that. And, and you can yeah. obviously uh, face off against that with the, with the American experience, which is obviously quite different you know, now. Yes. Um, in terms of that. so that'll be interesting mm-hmm. um 2020 what else does that bring john i'm trying to think i'm uh i've, I've got a couple of guys uh who used to work at fairhurst that we're hoping to talk to in january about some of the roads outside of glasgow that's right and we also had the guy who worked for Crouch and hog yeah who we met just a week ago he's he's wanting to speak to us as well well that that was brilliant me- mm-hmm. me- meeting him because that's something we don't have much access yeah. to mm-hmm. you know so that that'll bring in more information yeah more stuff to share so, that, so there is a really is a, there's we, plenty more. We also up. have a digitize, digitizing a lot of our um, slides. Yeah, um, well, there's a there's a heck of a lot of stuff here that we just want to show you, but yeah, we need so to get it. There's put. about six thousand slides or something all in. Hmm. Um, the proceeds from the sale of the calendar are entirely being set aside for for digitization, professional digitization. Yeah, we can scan slides, but it takes us about ten minutes to do each one. You need six thousand times ten. It's a long time. Then Stuart and I, as you found out with one of our puzzles, we spend so long cooing over the slides uh, before we actually do anything with them. Yeah, exactly. So that, that yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it takes is, a hell of a lot of time. I yeah. remember that podcast. You were lusting over these oh, images. God, you were yeah. pulling them out. You just yeah. heard these strange noises for ten minutes. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my uh, def- oh well, yeah, definitely. No. Nick, uh, will you come back and join us again? If you have me, I'm more than happy to come in. Certainly, for them, any more listener questions that have got specific to to what I can do or what questions I can answer. I, for I them. think yeah. we'll make you a regular uh, contributor if you're happy to to be one. And if anybody does have any specific questions that they might put in your direction, that would be police good questions. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who can <laughs> somebody who can answer that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but if anybody happens to get booked on the road by Nick please don't complain to us it's nothing to do with us it was your, your own fault I mean uh, this in the nicest possible way I hope in a professional capacity I never meet any of our listeners yeah, that is, yeah you're quite right you're quite right and I Good hope stuff. that I never meet you outside of this room either uh, that would be he'd book us just the same yeah, he you told can us believe that it. you can believe so, it we would get uh, the full boon out of the other. only thing I'm a bit disappointed Nick you didn't bring donuts this time but there we go we got mince pies instead well I know I know yeah, well, that, that's more cakes I need to bring next time then yeah, fair enough absolutely okay alright John anything else from you before we, we, we kick I'm, off I'm going to save it all for for next month you're saving everything for January yeah. is that going to be your your big event is it yeah it's my magnum opus of podcasts next month alright okay <laughs> right. we, we need to get so, the podcast updated with slides from John's trip to Texas as well so I, actually that's a great idea I, I do have some wonderful pictures I, I never shared them uh, yeah, but I will. Yeah. So. All right. Okay. Right. Well, at that point, I think it's time to, to wrap things up and yeah. just say thanks so much for joining us on what's this very special uh, edition of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, as live edition. Um, it has been technically challenging to pull off, but I hope <laughs> that for the most part it has worked and <laughs> you've, you've been able to hear us okay. Mm-hmm. If you're here, if you're listening back to us uh, on the recorded version, there's probably been some tweaks made, so you, you're, you're yeah. kind of fortunate. Feel free to listen back. Uh, when it appears on Apple and Spotify and various places 
yeah. as we said earlier we continue to be blown away by your support and we really hope that you've enjoyed all the podcasts that we've done in 2019 be sure to let us know what you thought of the live edition specifically if, if you've enjoyed it we might consider doing it again in the future uh, also make sure you visit the website glasgows-motorways.org.uk that's our main resource you can listen to all our podcasts on there and learn all about the Glasgow Motorway system as mm-hmm. well yeah, just going on in your point there, Stuart, about remembering this podcast will actually be available to stream as normal shortly after the live stream is finished, so if you've been interrupted at any point, you can go back and listen to this. Again, usual channels, uh, listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean, so make sure you never miss a show. Uh, while you're at it, make sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and colleagues about us. We kind of forget about the daily fix mm. of the Glasgow Motorway Archive uh, social media make sure you find us on facebook twitter and instagram there's literally hundreds of photos to view right now and there are plenty more coming in 2020 as we spoke about the the slides and digitization that's happening yeah plenty more to come uh you'll see regular updates across all the social media channels especially over the coming weeks i've got one or two special photos coming out over the christmas period so please keep an eye open for those i'm sure you'll enjoy them Uh, in the meantime i think that's more than enough from us thanks again to david for making all this happen we really do appreciate that. Maybe Thank you'll you. even come Thank back you, at some point in the future. You never know. <laughs> Can I, you, 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 may, you may run a mile. We'll never see him again. Yeah. Um, He's already out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll be back in January, as I said, with John talking about his Texan freeway experiences and, and that special guest. Some other special guests coming up in March, I believe, mm-hmm. and maybe in April. We'll yeah. find some interest from some academics and some others to, to come along and talk to us. We're always happy to have them. Yeah. So... We hope to see you there. Yeah, well, all that's left us, you know, to say is a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to my colleagues here and all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Hope to be back soon, guys. <laughs>